Welcome to Rum and Records, a podcast dedicated to the love of vinyl records and the appreciation of alcohol, and more specifically, the combination of the two. I'm your host, Craig Smith, and joining me as always is my co-host, Craig Templeton. This week, Craig and I share some of our favourite 7-inch records and end up getting pretty hammered in the process. Please be aware that this podcast contains strong language and adult themes. As always, please drink responsibly. Hello, Craig. Hello, Craig. How's it going? It's good. Uh, we're doing well. We've spent the day in Manchester. We have. Drinking many cocktails, sampling some shots to get some inspiration, buying some records. It's been the perfect day. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So this week, Craig, what specifically are we going to be talking about today? We're going to talk about my favourite length. Oh. Which is seven inches. Seven inches. Well, so size kind of is important, but to an extent. It's kind of a lie. My favourite size isn't seven inches. Um, <laughs> but I was coming up to Manchester. Um, I didn't want to carry a lot of records with me. Seven inches are ideal for that. I have a huge seven inch collection. And to be honest, sometimes there's albums out there that you don't want to listen to the full album. You really no. just want the hits. Absolutely. Um, seven inches... I, one of the first records I ever bought was a 7-inch of um, Hell is for Heroes. Wow. Um, what was it called again? Not the album. The album was Neon Handshake. Oh, it was a um, Night something. Night Vision. Night Vision. That was, was the one. see-through vinyl. And Oof. I bought it on 7-inch. I remember going to my dad's record player and listening to it, and it was phenomenal. It was such a good feeling. Um, but it also holds memories that we'll talk about later with uh, Chris Hamley, one of our guest presenters along the way. So yeah, 7-inches hold out a great thing to me. On the other side to that, the second part of this um, podcast, I really don't hold in high regard, <laughs> and uh, I kind of feel bad for suggesting that this should be the first podcast we do, um, but yeah, we're going to look at shots. So basically, we're looking at seven-inch records, and we're looking at shots. So seven-inch seven records with seven shots seven seven inches seven shots so we're gonna um we're gonna go through seven of our favorite seven inches yes and we're gonna take seven different shots because obviously seven inches are short bursts of greatness shots are short bursts of horrificness in my mind and we're gonna start off with some nice shots um, and then we're gonna make up our own shots yes because seven isn't divisible by two our last shot is going to be a combination of two secret ingredients. indeed. And we're going to bring a seven-inch single that actually has a lot of history between the two of us, and it's actually what brought us together. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as I said, we've, been, we've, we've had some drinks during the day. We've had a few. We're definitely going to have quite a lot more shots. Uh, apologies for the slurred Scottish accents, if it goes anywhere. Well... I have a history with shots, as I've said before. Generally, shots come out. It's never my suggestion. Um, and I've, I've said this before to Craig that sometimes I even just pretended to take the shots. You know that way when you take a shot, shut your eyes, and you just fucking go for it? Well, I know that everybody shuts their eyes, so I just throw the shot on the floor. <laughs> and I've witnessed this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm terrible at shots. Um, one of the shots, though, and I'm going to introduce the first shot, there's a take on a shot. It's, it's, a, it's a cheap way out. It's definitely something that I do suggest. I'm known for these shots. 
even though I don't like shots, but if I'm going to have to do shots, this is the shot that I will suggest. And it is your humble skittle bomb. And it brings back so many memories of so many nights out in nice and sleazies. I'm pretty sure I've spent hundreds of pounds, and they're, and they're cheap. I've spent hundreds of pounds, even in nights, on skittle bombs. And yes. fuck knows how my heart has not just exploded <laughs> through my chest. Because if you don't know, a skittle bomb is, is pretty much a little bit of Red Bull, a shot of Cointreau, and a shot glass dropped into that glass and downed. Yes. Uh, and be warned, if you do this with a shot glass in a glass, not only are you going to risk shattering the glass, but you also risk shattering your teeth. So I definitely suggest using a plastic shot glass. Which is what we least, have today. Which is what we have. Perfectly um, prepared. And I, I just happen to have these. I don't, I don't know why I had these. It was like... Probably says quite a lot about me that I've got plastic shot glasses. So yeah, we're going to start with a skittle bomb. What we're going to do to enjoy this and to soundtrack this is a seven inch by a Italian artist called Adriano Salanto, and he actually—I don't know if you know about this. Do you know much about Adriano Salanto? I don't know anything, so I'm intrigued. Please. Okay, so Adriano Salanto is is a very famous entertainer in Italy. He started off doing quite a lot of kind of rock and roll songs in the style of Elvis Presley, all sung in Italian. He had like a variety show in the kind of late 70s, early 80s. And I was introduced to this song by a character that we know as Uncle Blanche. Oh, yes. Um, we know Uncle Blanche. Uncle Blanche and his rubber emporium. <laughs> um, Uncle Blanche is... We used to work uh, in the same retail store. And there was a guy called um, Billy, but he went by Uncle Blanche, and he was such an eccentric guy. He introduced me to this. So the the short kind of explanation about this song is this Italian guy was inspired by American records, but that way that when you sing along and you don't really know the words, you just make up gibberish. This entire song is made up of gibberish. If you, when you're listening to it, think that you're listening to like this kind of funky soul sound. Um, but really, they're just talking absolute pish. That's brilliant. It, it makes no sense at all. It's so good. The beat behind it and everything is so modern for something that came out in the early, mid-70s. And the reason I picked this as the first track, more than anything else, is the name of the track. Because there's no way in fucking hell I'll be able to pronounce <laughs> this after any shots. So what is the name of the track? It's Preezing Colin Isonine Chuzol. Um, again, I think that's a made-up word. So, prison colon einstein choosel. Okay, so you did that pretty yeah. well. I think we've got there. So, what we're going to do? We're going to play a little sample of this song for you guys. We're going to take the shot, and then yeah, we'll just have a little chat. Excellent. Okay, so bombs away. Bombs away. <laughs> to say I'm really impressed with that track and I, I hadn't heard that before preparing for this podcast and Craig as you said it sounds so modern yeah 1972 it really does that driving boom 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 boom, boom. and anything with horns in it for me usually gets a massive tick yeah and the, the cool thing with it is that you can 
pretty much put your own lyrics there. The drunker you get, you can just make up stories. <laughs> um, it's interesting you say that because I'm always getting pulled up for like making up my own lyrics for stuff like So if I can get away with it more, that is a definite benefit for me. So yeah, that's that's our first seven inch. And like I said, it's it's good to start a night with a song that you can actually pronounce. We started off with a nice skittle bomb, a classic, obviously. Absolute classic. Um, you mentioned uh, Nice and Sleazy's. And for those of you who are not familiar with Nice and Sleazy's, you're not listening in Glasgow, uh, is a, a bar on Soho Street in Glasgow, uh, famous for uh, also being a music venue as well. Yeah, absolutely. But certainly, uh, Craig and I, when we'd been out with uh, other friends and larger groups of friends, used to retreat to the bar and have what we called secret skittle bombs. Oh man, remember that secret skittle bombs <laughs> when they were posting them on Vine? <laughs> so not so secret. Not so secret. Not so secret skittle bombs. Was, uh, the social media platform Vine, which uh, we used to do stupid videos For on. For young kids, I think that's TikTok now. TikTok. Uh, Is TikTok the same? We do went Snapchat, TikTok, but Fuck yeah. Nice. Anyway, Vine. I loved Vine. Let's not go down this rabbit hole right now. We, uh, yes. We're sobering up as we speak. Let's and I can move, see a shot in front of me. Let's move to the, the second shot. So this second shot goes to Craig. Yes. So I'll be honest, this was a little bit of a last minute substitution. Um, my original shot was called... Uh, it was called a zipper. Uh, the components of that shot are tequila, which I, okay, tequila shots, okay. Uh, Grand Marnie, which I had to go out and buy, <laughs> uh, and uh, cream, as in like you know your normal kind of double cream. I tried it out last night and it was fucking awful. Just tequila. I I woke up this morning and all I could taste was tequila. I had one of them, and I was like, nah. I, I've got, I was, I'm going to have to abandon ship on this but I bought a £20 bottle of Grand Marnie <laughs> so it's like <laughs> what else does Grand Marnie work with and I googled it and uh, they came back with the old classic a B-52 Love Shack a fucking Love Shack Love Shack baby B-52s by the way what a band <laughs> I know we're, we're not going to listen to B-52s no. okay but and this um... is not linked to Love Shack the song so we have uh, equal parts of uh, Kahlua or Classic. Um, Grand Marnie because I fucking paid 20 quid for it very posh and the final one is Bailey's oh. so it kind of looks like if you go if you do it right well I've not quite done it right I like the way you've done it I'm, I'm going to defend this it looks fairly marbled it looks yeah. like a really expensive uh, kitchen worktop oh yes um, and the funny thing is Kahlua Kahlua just screams out to me white Russian oh aye and a lot of people like to put Bailey's in their white Russian just to make it a little bit more oh, opulent so I mean it looks like kind of um, like a white Russian shop, but then you've got the Grand Marnie, which is what cognac and Quantro? Yes, basically, yeah. So again, it's it's opulent is the word there again. It's got that nice little orange flavour that I hope will just cut through the richness of it. It's definitely a Christmas shop, like Terry's Terry's chocolate orange Ooh. in a shot glass. I'm really excited for this one. I really I, wish this was the last shot we were doing. Yes, but here we go. Craig's fucking bringing it out. Fucking second shot. I like to bring the noise. It's all downhill from here. Absolutely. Because so. to be honest, all the other shots we made up. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So here we go. Right, Craigie. So we've got this shot. Um, we're going to drink this first and then we'll talk about the track. Cheers. Oh, it is a Terry's chocolate. That's oh, fucking delicious. Wow. I could drink those. I'd have more of them. 
Oh. That is delicious. Oh, and it gets better. It starts tasting like caramel. You know flan? The Mexican dessert flan? Like a creme, creme caramel. Or creme de caramel. Creme de catalan. Yeah. Oh, it's like an orange creme caramel like flan. That's precisely what it's like. That's delicious. Why the fuck was that not the last <laughs> shot? Listen, we can circle back to this one. We will come back to this shot. I would like to say that this shot should be taken as often as possible. Skittle bombs, I love. Skittle bombs give you the, the, yeah. the fire. It gives you the energy. This, wow. And I have to say, the presentation, these shot glasses, long, thin, They're like not a bad, tall drink. Yeah. I need to invest myself in these. Um, for, for Well, I'll introduce you to my kind of ethos of, of glassware. <laughs> All my glassware has either been given to me as gifts, uh, thank you again, Chris Hamley, um, or stolen from BA. I would certainly recommend investing in a couple of decent shot glasses. Heavy-weighted bottom as well. Heavy-weighted. But yeah, I'd like to say that Grand Marnie leaves such a good fucking taste. Ooh. I don't know if it would be the same just with Quantro that... Um, no. I think it's a bit the richer. The cognac gives it that fucking body. Mm. The Baileys gives it that umptuousness. And the mm. Kahlua just gives it that sweet old flavour. Sweet old flavour. Sweet Kahlua. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy. Thank you so much. That's all right. So um, we've had our second shot. Our second seven inch. Well, this comes to me now. It's interesting that I picked this one, to be fair, because arguably... This is a song that is closer to your heart than mine. It definitely is. Yes. So the song is called... Uh, the song's by a band called Aberfeldy. And the song is called Love is an Arrow. Aberfeldy are a band that, are, that, that have had, to, to be honest, very, very minimal commercial success. Yeah. You'd be lucky if you even heard of them. Aberfeldy is a place in Scotland. And this is a song that... I think I probably first heard because of you, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, it could have been. And again, we keep talking about Chris Hamley. He's not here. He really should be in on this podcast. Um, but this song, Love is an Arrow, means a lot to me. You're right. I actually have it tattooed on my collarbone like some sort of college girl. I know. that, it, it, And it's in my own handwriting. It's not even like in a nice way. It's literally scrawled in my stupid handwriting. And a little broken arrow, and I got it because you're I was so getting a big like tattoo. Fucking, I was like, fuck it, just throw this in. It was an extra, like, five. You're such a fucking 18 year old kind of fucking punk rock. I've got a punk rock uh, lyric tattooed on me. I mean, to be honest, I've got an AFI tattoo that I got when I was 15. <laughs> we shouldn't be surprised then. <laughs> the people were like, oh, is that the Bacardi logo? It does not the Bacardi logo. Uh, so, yeah, Love is an Arrow. Obviously, you chose it. I, I don't want to talk it. too much about it, no. but. Do you know what? Aberfeldy was a band that I knew of, and bizarrely, I knew, I knew of a different album. Oh, really? Yes. Do, do they have a second album? They do. Wow, I've never listened and, to it. And I know we've talked about e-music quite a lot. So What music? E-music. E-music? So e-music existed before... Uh, I, oh, the, <laughs> before Spotify. The website, the website. I was like... Electronic music. So Why are we showing e-music was something e-music? That I just subscribed to that gave you credits and you could download so many albums. Oh, like Audible. Like Audible, and uh, it was pretty cool. But you used to get like per month you download like four or five albums for like a tenner. That's fucking great. It was brilliant, and it was all alternative stuff, all independent stuff. And I downloaded uh, 
and I preferred the album once and it was really good but it wasn't this album gutted absolutely gutted because this album is the best and it it's one of my favourite Scottish albums did you know this album was only recorded with one microphone I think I just I just told you this while we were preparing we for did this. yeah and my mind was fucking blown as well it's fucking incredible like the amount of instrumentation going on here there's glockenspiels there's like um, melodians Melodicas, sorry, not Melodians. And this song is beautiful. I absolutely it's, love this it's song. It's gorgeous. Um, it's just a simple pop song. It's quite chirpy in a way. Very chirpy. But the lyrics are such a fucking. But they're a wee bit dark. Drag, absolutely. Lyrics. Absolutely. Um, my favourite is um, Love is a noun and a verb as well. You'll find it in the dictionary under L. It'll give you a description and spell it out, but it won't tell you what, what it's, it's all about. about. Absolutely. And it's so true. But Can we talk album. about briefly? Um, well, it's interesting because I've got the seven inch, and on and on the front cover, seven inch is a wee Eskimo. Yeah. However, the album itself has got some very interesting artwork. I was just going like, <laughs> to I've got the album twice. I've, I bought the album on vinyl years ago, and it didn't turn up with the fucking cover. And you were raging. I was raging. So it's just like a black like sleeve. No. With this the album because the cover is. Pretty spectacular. So oh, it's a, the reverse shot of a lion mounting a lioness. Exactly. So it's basically this big fucking male lion pumping a lioness. I mean, I don't know if pumping. You can't see much, much. much um, I don't know who lions make. I think they're pumping. But um, I, I, no, no, they're definitely they're definitely having sex. They're definitely mating. But I don't like pumping's like. I don't see much muscular activity there. Well, like he's definitely a, it's sliding a, in there. It's a still image. You've thought about it more than I have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, so, do you want to listen to it? Yes, l- let's get it on. Let's listen to it. We've already taken our shot. And uh, yeah, we're going to have to listen to Love is an Arrow by Aberfeldy. So there we go, one of my favourite tunes of all time by one of my favourite bands of all time. And yeah, I've already laboured over how much I love this song so much. It's just a classic. And if you've never heard of Aberfeldy, please, 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 please listen to the full album because it's incredible what you can do with a band surrounded by one microphone. I mean, for instance, this podcast, we're recording with two microphones. Imagine that. Like, <laughs> honestly, backing vocals, all these other things, drums, one microphone. Yeah, so we're going to carry on with Craig's selection. Yes, um, and we're moving on to my uh, second shot. Third shot of the podcast, your second shot. My second shot. And I was I was quite keen to do something a little bit DIY, a little bit fucking punk. And uh, going back to my younger days... Um, I had a bottle of uh, rum, white rum made in Manchester, right? So, 
We have history with British made rums. Yes. They tend to be, I'm sorry. For a better word, shite. Shite. Absolute pish. And this is not an English thing because there's Scottish rums that are absolute shite as sorry, well. Sorry, Dark Matter, but yeah. it really offended me. And I was so excited to get no. that first rum. But this is what people think. Oh, we can make alcohol, we can make rum. Actually, no, you can't. And I think people underplay how difficult it is to make a really good rum. You need that climate. Absolutely. However, Manchester, nah, you're fucking shite when it comes what, to rum. Uh, like, fucking paint stripper. Honestly, it's, it's the exact same as when I bought Tesco's own brand rum. Yeah. And it was just, it was, it was paint stripper with a bit of colouring and a bit of caramel. Yeah. I think this was like 20 quid a bottle because a nice bottle, nice branding. From Manchester. So I thought to myself, right, shots, what makes a good shot when we were preparing this podcast? And I, I wanted to do a variety of stuff and... One of the things I thought was like DIY. I thought back to my old days. We used to make something called a cola cube shot. We would actually melt cola cubes in a microwave and mix it with uh, vodka. Shut the front door. And it was fucking amazing, right? And I did think about doing that, but two, two things that put me off that. One, I don't have a microwave. Number two, where the fuck would I get cola cubes these days? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know where I get that shit. So I thought, right... How can I get something similar, uh, but also being a cheapskate Scottish bastard, use up stuff that I already own? So I went for the old uh, Skittle, Skittle vodka, or in this case, Skittle rum. So basically what I did... Uh, dumped a bag of Skittles. No, I dumped three bags of Skittles. We're talking small bags though, yeah. Aye, like you're like normal. One person bag, not a yeah. big shearer bag. Yeah, you're normal kind of bags of skittles. Okay. My, my plan was to do two, but then there was like three for like 150. It was like an extra 10p, get a third bag. I was like, well. That full on flavour. I was like, fucking going for that. Absolutely. So I poured them all in the other day, gave it a good shake. And it just kind of came out actually not a bad colour. It's, it's almost like. I have to admit, I have made skittle vodka before. I never made Skittles rum, and yours looks a lot more colourful than what I had. I had a brown liquid. This looks all right, doesn't it? This is this has got a nice hue to it. It's, it's definitely like a kind of like a buffalo sauce. We had some fried chicken aye, today and a buffalo sauce on it. Kind of I have it. to admit, the Skittles stuck to the bottom of your bottle do look like baked beans. Oh, they do. It does look like you've got a bottle of baked bean juice. <laughs> but I'm excited. As, as soon as you said there were Skittles, I was like, thank fuck. Because I yeah. literally for a minute thought that you'd put baked beans in a fucking rum. No, I've not done that. So I, I've called this uh, the gutter ball because it's like, it's kind of a wee bit of the, like the lowest of the low. You've, you're, you know. You're trying to go for a strike, but you fucking failed. Exactly. Okay, I'm looking forward to this already. So we're, we're going down this and. Uh, What's in this? So it's basically just that rum and the scales. That's it. There's there's no complication. I thought you were shaking it. I did. I shook. I sh- I sh- Why the fuck didn't you shake one ingredient? You could have shook the ball. Because I wanted to, to be some like I wanted to chill it. <laughs> <laughs> I, chill uh, it. <laughs> I literally thought there was more than just no, skittles and fucking rum in this. I'm sorry, that's it. No, I mean I am actually quite pleased. <laughs> I'm relieved to be honest. But that's it's a really I- nice color. I think you should have put it through a sieve if you didn't. Yeah, I was, go- a little bit of I was going to... Detritus at the top. I was going to, but I thought that's what we're doing this with it. Yeah, leave a bit of crunch. Maybe I'll get in my teeth. Aye. Um, it's nice and cold. You're, you're definitely right. You have chilled this shot. 
I have. Um, I'm impressed. I, I really appreciate the fact that you've taken days to produce this alcohol. I would, I would have liked it longer to infuse nah, it. Fuck, skills don't need that long. I really, really look forward to this. I think it's going to be good. It may not be good. Um, let's just let's let's just try it. Let's, let's fuck just it. try let's it. Let's just go for Stop it. Stop okay? talking. Try right. Right. Cheers. Alpha. <laughs> I like that. Do you like that? I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't drink this shot after shot after shot. No. But intermittently, kind of like a skittle bomb. Intermittently, so keep you going through that night. Sorry, I would have that. Sorry, it's not a B fifty two. It's not a B fifty two, and um, to be honest, I would have preferred an overriding flavour of one of the skills. Wait a minute, is, is skills all the same flavour? You know how like Smarties, they're all the same flavour apart from the orange no, one? No, I, I believe skills are all different flavours. Do you know what would have been nice? Sour skills. Oh my. I think we're on something here. Oh, let's try this again. Let's let's come back to this podcast. A sour scarble. Cool. Well, um, anyway, that shot was great. What are we going to follow that up with? Another seven inch, obviously? Yes, we're going to follow with another seven inch. And that's and it's it. your choice again. As indeed. So we've chosen, um, or I've chosen rather, for me, this kind of sums up what a seven inch is all about. Uh, and the song is called uh, Real Love by Father John Misty. Real Love Baby. Real Love Baby by Father John Misty. I'm guessing you got this the same way as I got this. Yes. It, was, it, it basically became free when you bought his album or you pre-ordered his album which was was a pure comedy I believe third album I only refer it to his third album pure comedy um, because I have a three album rule which we will delve into yes. I'm sure in another podcast we're not getting into that now because that is a <laughs> fucking rabbit hole to be quite honest with you but anyways I, this single this seven inch whatever you want to call it it really pisses me off because it's such a fucking good song. It's brilliant song. But it feels like a slap in the face from Father John Misty because it, it lures you and you think, yeah, the whole album's going to be like this, guys. And then it's not. But, I mean, for me, it's, it, it sounds like it's like a 60s pop song. It is. It's 100% 60s production, kind of muted, rounded bass, very kind of slow, meandering, like, just... Yeah, lazy Sunday. It's almost like sugar, sugar, na 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 na. It's just exactly like that. Yeah, honey, honey. It could easily be that type of song, and it's like it's almost like you know, cut from a cookie cutter production. Boom, there you go. There's a sexy pop song. Boom, this. But I mean, me being the fool, fucking loved it. I fucking loved it. Absolutely. Because if you think about his first album, it's got that kind of sixties vibe. I really enjoyed the second album, but I wasn't a fan of True Affection, which is the one I where he kind of... love that song. Yeah, yeah, I get it, and it's cool. It's, it's got that nice drum beat that he probably stole from Garage Band. But, um... Oh, what was that? Oh, like, I don't... I, like, for no, Father that... John Misty, because he came from Fleet Foxes, I didn't want electronic shit coming into his songs. But... And it, it kind of sang... It was a sign of the times to come. Sign all the times... In a bad way. In a bad way. Um, and like, Father John Misty, I Love You Honey Bear, second album, amazing. I used it in my wedding. But I knew, I fucking knew deep down that third album wasn't going to be that good. Mm. Um, and this single made me think that it was going to be good. 
it, it lulled you basically into it did, it a did. false sense of security. And I think he did it on purpose. He, he did. He's a he's the quintessential troll, though, isn't he? Really he really is a fucking troll. He loves trolling cunts. Yeah. But anyway, this song for me just sums up what a seven inch is all about. It's so, it's like what a kind of song you would just anyone could access. Yep. It's like I'm. I have to agree. It's almost like saccharine sweet how um, how like bubblegum pop this is. It's it is, but it's I kind of like it. It's that. beautiful. I loved it. It's beautiful. Okay, so we're gonna our third seven inch of choice again. Craig Smith's second choice, third in the list, is um, "Real Love Baby" by Father John Misty, and we're gonna play a little snippet of that. So there we go, Real Love Baby, a classic single. I really, do you know, actually, one thing that I do appreciate about that 7-inch is the album artwork. Oh, it's beautiful. It's just a lot of fucking pointillism of a spectrum of colours, but it's good. I like it. It's, um, yeah, it works for some reason. It does very much work, and I was like almost like slightly disappointed when I opened up the 7-inch and the... The, the record wasn't like you had a splatter vinyl didn't you? I know I did I wanted it and, and we'll talk about splatter vinyl in a later episode uh, yeah and uh, let me just give you the cliff notes of that I fucking hate splatter vinyl I think it's lazy and uh, we'll talk about that in greater detail later you, can, you should see the offence on Craig's face he, he's a fan of splatter vinyl I'm fucking I'm raging um, okay so it's came to the point where we're going to carry on making up shots. These are not linked to the seven inches at all, no. apart from they're short, they're dangerous, and you're going to love them. The last part is optional. Craig's going to love his shots. I'm looking at this and I'm a wee bit scared. To- I think it looks a lot better than what you thought. I was going to say they look beautiful. They do. It's got a bit of gradient on there. There is gr- for once there's gradient. For once there's gradient. Although the gradient does look like a bit like frog spawn, and I don't know if the bottom mm-hmm. half is actually even going to come in your mouth. No, you've... Come in your mouth. <laughs> 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 so, okay. it's, it's my turn. I created a shot, and Craig and I have practiced doing this um, podcast before, and we might even release that at some point. But it involved a bottle no. of Ray and Nephew, which is an overproof Jamaican rum, and I'm pretty sure you're going to use it a shot later yes, on. Yes, it will be getting used tonight. Um, but Ray and Nephew, a proud um, export of Jamaica. Ray and his nephew. Ray and his nephew have proudly came out of Jamaica and conquered the world with their overproof white rum. So I wanted to make a Jamaican shot. Now, some other things that Jamaica are famous for is obviously ting, which is a great mixer to Jamaican rum. Especially Appleton's. We just discovered this tonight. Appleton's and Ting go so well together. Um, So, obviously, we don't really want to do just like Ray and Nephew and Ting, especially in a shot. So, just to make it a little bit different, we wanted to add... Well, sorry. I 
might add a little bit different. So this shot is called a Scotch Bonnet. And Scotch Bonnet, if oh. you don't know, is a really spicy chilli pepper. And I initially was going to make this with one of my favourite Jamaican hot sauces. It only costs 60p. Um, and it's fucking fantastic. I put it on everything. But, and here's the, the real kicker. It had no Scotch Bonnets in it. It had habanero. Um, and that's just not going to... It's just not going to do. It's only cut it. It's not going to cut it. So I went out and, and I was bought... That, was that because the word Scotch was in it? Was it a Scottish thing? It wasn't a Scottish thing. It was just the fact that the Scotch bonnet pepper was not involved. And I can't really claim that this is a Scotch bonnet, bonnet without Scotch bonnet. Do you know what? I have to, I have to say, I'm, I admire your attention to detail. So we're, we're going to do what's known as a Scotch bonnet. I made this up completely myself. I did find that there was a cocktail called a Scotch bonnet. It has nothing to do with Jamaica. And what we have here is a shot I of... remind me what was in this. A shot of Ray and Nephews, overproof. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay, I know you tried to convince me to use another Jamaican rum, but we're going with Ray and Nephews because it's a shot. Um, we then drop in maybe like half a shot of um, Scotch Bonnet hot sauce, which still has the seeds and it's quite jelly. So I don't know if this is going to come down into and there's, your thing in this as well, frankly. And then I wanted to give it a little bit of respite. I am a fan of sweetness. I am not good at taking shots, so I put some ting in there. Uh, so this is a this is a long shot, probably this. Double the size of a normal shot glass. Um, again, we're using your lovely weighted shot glasses. This is a... Um, and I don't think this is going to really... I don't... I honestly would be surprised if the Scotch bonnet even came anywhere near your mouth. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am fucking shitting myself. To, to, to <laughs> I don't think it's this. that bad. Okay, so we're going to take this right now. And then we're going to discuss our next 7-inch single... Okay. So here, here's to us. I'm sorry. Cheers. Cheers. <coughs> you didn't even get the hot sauce. No, I did. I did. I actually quite like the heat. I, <coughs> I told you it works. The heat actually works. Can you taste? Can you taste Ray and nephews? Can you taste Scotch bonnet? Yes. Does it make you want to take another? I would say want to take another, but I like it. I would take another. My eyes are watering. <laughs> Jesus, my I, eyes you know are what? I, I didn't hear that. I thought I was going to hate it. <coughs> How good was that? I was actually better than I thought it was going to be. Oh, mad. Ting and hot sauce, by the way. And, like, the, the main thing for me is I did not taste the rain. Oh, fuck. The heat's coming now. It's good, though, isn't it? The heat's coming. It's good. It's good. Oh, okay, fuck. so let's talk about the next single. This is actually, it turns out, and I'm not going to lie, I was surprised because I forgot about this. Craig gifted me this yes, seven I fucking did. So, in a, an alternate universe... You forgot about that. <laughs> I'm so hot. Uh, in an alternative universe, I would have picked Aberfeldy and you would have picked this song. But it just so happens that... Well, this is where... Fate happened. This is why we're doing this, because we're in sync. Um, this song... Is by one of Craig's heroes, uh, which is Prince. Absolutely. The the purple one. Yes. And now he's dead, I think I can now safely get him tattooed on my arm. You definitely should. Because <laughs> I was chatting to a friend of mine about this recently. 
The worry is, okay, you tattoo anyone on your arm. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. And then you discover that they're they a get, fuck. They get Ryan Adams. Ah, exactly. Yeah. So, what I'm saying is choose, choose your friends carefully. So, if you're going to put an a, a, like, uh, permanently put something on your body, be sure, be sure. Says the guy that once had a Superman tattoo his arm. <laughs> Where the bottom of the S was smaller than the top of the yeah, S. It was great. The worst Superman tattoo you'll ever see in your fucking life. But I would happily, right now, tomorrow, today, get a Prince tattoo. And oh, I, I, I actually think I fucking will. Okay, and now there is a caveat to this 7-inch. I've mentioned it before, but 7-inches um, hold a dear place to my heart. Especially when they're played at the wrong speed. And yes, yes, I know... Oh, you play Jolene at 33 RPM and it sounds like a guy singing it. We all know that. We all know that. Sorry. It's okay. But it takes a skill to try and find songs that really, really work. It's not just a case of putting any old 7-inch and playing at the wrong speed. Oh, really? That's what I thought. No, it's definitely not. It takes a lot. Okay, it um, takes a lot of. It takes a lot of effort to listen to somebody else's song. A lot and then... of marijuana and sitting <laughs> about. Um, so this song is actually it's going to be the first seven inch that we talk about the B side, as well as the A side. So this is Prince with the A side. I want to be your lover, which is an absolute classic. Wanna be your lover. And the B side is just as long as we are together. Which is also another great tune that's played at the wrong speed. Now, because of Prince's high-end falsetto and the speed that it's played at, it's actually quite a, what they call a slow jam. It's, it's really one that gets you in the hips. It's good for grooving at the end of the night. Um, and it's an absolute buyer. Uh, this is something that, as I said, Chris Hamley, our good friend... Um, it should be here. There is an empty seat in his honour. And I, we, we he's decided. He's not dead, by the way. He's, he's not, not dead. Really. He's just an Aberdeen, which you may as well be dead. Anyways, um, yeah, so Chris and I actually, we formed this. Chris, to be honest, did a lot of the legwork. He designed software that could allow us to put any track in there and it would play it as if it was a 45 RPM single played at 33 RPM. And we actually had some visuals as well. So I, I took on the visual side of it. We played a lot of kind of meme type YouTube videos played through old CRT monitors. And we only played one show, which was at 13th note. Um, so yeah, here we have it. I mean, we've got lots of stories about Prince and we'll probably talk about it in future episodes uh, we'll try and keep this short right now because it's seven inches. And here we go. So we have I Want to Be Your Lover at 33 RPM.
Yes, certainly strange listening to Prince slow down. Uh, however, if there's one song that can be slowed down, I think it is I Want to Be a Lover. And it was done justice to. And it was very, very good. Thank uh, you. I know if there's anyone that would handle the great man with care, it would be you. So thank you for doing that. <laughs> so thank you for doing that. So yeah, Prince, your absolute hero, obviously. I'm slowed down to 33 RPM. My hero and you basically fucking... Showed him in another light. You've put brake pads on him. I have put brake pads on him because he needs to slow down with that love or he's going to ejaculate all over the place. (laughs) Was that what happened to him? I think that's what happened. That's why he got so skinny. Just... Um, so, we've done that single and we are going to move on to another shot created by yours truly, Craigie T. This oh shot involves a bottle of Mulata de Cuba, which is a rum f- straight from Cuba. I have to say, looking at this shot... It looks like dishwater, doesn't it? Really dirty dishwater. It looks like diarrhea water. It does, absolutely. Um, but you don't need to see that. You can hear <laughs> all about it. Um, so this is actually a liqueur. It's a chocolate rum liqueur. And it was the inspiration to what I'm going to call a hot commie chocolate. Commie. Hot commie chocolate. Commie as in communism. Obviously, Cuba is one of Your the... Your favourite. One of the last... Communist um, countries, there are only five in this world. We talked about this earlier on um, in our boring pub chat. (laughs) So we have Cuba, obviously. There are four others. There is uh, China. There's also Laos and Vietnam, next door neighbours to each other. And the fifth country is obviously North Korea, which is probably one of the most secretive countries in the world. And we really don't know a lot about it. It's hard to kind of get things from that country. So apologies to South Korea. We shouldn't say too much about North Korea in this podcast. I think we'll be fine. I think Kim Jong-il could be listening to this. Dennis Rodman has is, is got my back. <laughs> don't worry. Anyways, we couldn't get much from North Korea. So I apologise to all of South Korea. But I do know that they, they still have commonalities they have things that link to them and this is one of them so we are going to use this chocolate liqueur but then we're also going to go with the world's most popular spirit now i know a lot of you would think it was maybe vodka because everybody drinks vodka as a kid um, or gin as a kid as a kid as growing up when you're an early teen vodka is the first thing you go for because it mixes so well and it tastes like whatever you mix it with. So we, I mean, I wouldn't have thought it was this thing called soju, which I have never drank. Have you ever drank soju? No, not no. to my knowledge anyway. So it's it's claimed as the number one spirit in the world. And I know for a fact, for a fact, they drink soju in North Korea. Um, so that gives us the kind of communist vibe in this hot commie chocolate the only issue is in Cuba, they don't actually have that much spicy food. So we had to improvise to make this hot. And we went to Waitrose because that's all that was available to us. And we got some Goshu Wang chili paste, 
which is <coughs> Korean chili paste. And yes, this is the second shot that I have put chili into because chili masks the flavour of alcohol. So we have got one shot of the Mulata de Cuba cacao liqueur. We have some classic soju. And we've dropped a little bit of the Goshu Wang chili paste in there. And it, you're absolutely right. It does look a bit like dirty dishwater. Or shite water. Diarrhea water, whatever you want to call. But to the nose, smells delicious. Chili and chocolate. I wouldn't quite say delicious. I mean, to be honest, I could have put kimchi in here. Are you, would you rather me put no. kimchi? No. No, I, I, I can definitely pick up the notes of uh, heat and sweet. But as I called it, it's a the hot commie chocolate because it is based on a couple of communist ingredients. Um, here's to communism. And that is the tastiest shot we've had all night. Whoa. Thoughts, Craig? That was actually pretty good. It's the best. And I made that up. I have never tasted this. I was really worried. I have to say... I was prepared to be sick, like physically vomit. I texted the name of this cocktail to Craig a little while back and I said hot commie chocolate. He laughed and then I'm pretty sure he was shaking in his boots. I was shaking my boots. I could drink them all night. Mm. There's something to be said about having garlic in your drink. There's a full-on flavour of garlic going on there, and I think it's underrated. I think savoury drinks themselves, I know I'm a sweet person, I'm definitely not a bitter person, but garlic, umami. I don't know. Savoury. Umami, yes. Yes, there's something there. I'm, I'm going to drink these for the rest of the night. <laughs> I'm going to follow this up with... Um, Another 7-inch. This one is really, really, really out there. And I doubt anybody has heard this because it's not available on Spotify. It won't be on our playlist. Please search on YouTube. Um, this is the Champs Boy Orchestra. Or it could be the Champs Boy Orchestra. I don't know. They're from Canada. It could be French-Canadian. And this is um, the interpretation to tubular bells. Funny, Funny story here. I was sitting watching a rerun of Top of the Pops from the 1970s. And in the middle of it, they have this section called Pan's People. Do you know Pan's oh, People? Yeah, the, the dancing ladies. The what? dancing ladies. There are men as well. Are there men um, as well? Yeah, well, there was in this section. Um, and it was pre-recorded somewhere else. I think this was in, out in the middle of the field. I think it was kind of... It looked a lot like May Day celebrations with the maypole and all this sort oh, of for shit. Fuck's sake. Honestly, blew my mind because they were dancing to the Champs Boys Orchestra version of Michael Field's Tubular Bells. And it's an absolute classic. We're going to play this right now. You can only really find this on YouTube or if you buy the 7-inch yourself. I implore you to all buy the 7 inch. And yeah, enjoy. Everyone, wow, tubular bells. 
reimagined. Re reimagined is the word. I have to say that song blows my mind. I think we need to be honest here. We we listened to these seven inches um, before recording this podcast, and although there was two of us, you know that way you're kind of chilled on the couch. As soon as this song came on, Craig got up and started fucking fake basing it all over the place. Oh, yes. And I had to join. Like, it is a groovy motherfucker. And you think Tubular Bells is, is actually quite a haunting oh, song? Absolutely. You know, you um, immediately think of the Exorcist mm-hmm. movie. Okay. However, this version is like, it's just got that jazziness, that uh, funk. To it, it's, it's um, it's relentless because it packs um, in so many ideas based on tubular bells within what three minutes. Aye, it's it's, un- it's amazing. Honestly, it, it it actually takes the original and it takes it to new levels, which is what a, a cover really should do for me. Absolutely. Oh, it's 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 fantastic, and and like I said, if you can get your hands on it. I'm pretty sure you're going to buy it after Absolutely. this. Absolutely. It's something you need to hold on to um, because it's going to disappear. It's not on Spotify. You're not going to find this on our playlist. You can find it on YouTube or maybe SoundCloud, but you ain't going to find this on Spotify. Ah, amazing. Absolutely amazing. Okay. Here is our last picked 7-inch. Obviously, we have a joint 7-inch, but this is our last 7-inch Picked by Craig Smith, and we're going to start with the shot, I imagine. Yes, we're going to start with the shot. Talking about stuff dying off, and uh, this shot certainly died off from its original origins. Uh, Craig and I went into a bar in Manchester, I took you into a bar that I really like in Manchester called Dusto Pond, and they tend to do these, these cool shots. Um, Named after famous individuals. Yes. Named after famous actors, usually. Uh, we had James Franco, which is a combination of uh, Jameson's and Frangelico. I had a RuPaul. Liqueur, which was... Which is a rhubarb liqueur and Ray and Nephew um, rum. rum. So the one, about, the one specifically we're talking about today is called the Bill Murray. And everyone loves Bill Murray. Uh, the the name comes from the B is uh, banana b- banana which is banana liqueur, and the Murray is Ray and nephew Ray Ray Bill Murray Bill Um, not the most well thought out name, but it no, works. but it works. So anyway, this is equal parts. If you want to try this at home, folks, because it doesn't exist anywhere. I recommend it. it. It smells amazing. It tastes amazing, but it's fucking. It's going to blow your socks off. I mean, it smells amazing. I can't attest to it tasting amazing. But we'll I see. think it does. Right, Anyways, Craig. here's to another long shot. Craigie, cheers. Cheers. Fuck. <laughs> I just hear the word fuck come from Craig Smith. And you're not in a good way. I mean, the banana liqueur is delicious, and I could drink that for days. Honestly, I love banana. I'm not a fan of Rain Nephew. No. 
No. I don't like Ray and fuck his nephew. Fuck his nephew. Definitely an uncle fucker. <laughs> um, delicious. I mean, I, d- I don't mind it as long as I have something else to chase with it. In this case, a lovely rum and coke. Yes. Or water. <laughs> or water. I mean, you can do it with water as well. Anyway. Um, yeah, so it's going to be your final 7-inch. I've had three 7-inches. You are going to tell us your third 7-inch. And I am... Fucking love this tune, and it's such a strange tune because Aye. really it's such a specific time in our music. So the band is called My Vitriol, and the song is called Always Your Way. Uh and for me, I mean I'm a you you'll get to understand this, but I'm a total indie guy. Uh specifically to that kind of 90s, early noughties type. I, t- I tend to default to that. That is where I tend to be. But this song is... Uh, this band were, were, were never that famous. They, they were never caught up in the whole Britpop thing, which was good, I think. Um, but this song is just, for me, absolutely timeless. It's got the, the, the sort of panache and the passion of a of a Britpop song, but it brings so much more for me. It's anthemic. It's very anthemic. Um, it definitely goes on to the British institution that is shoegaze. Yes. Um, but it brings it right up into... It still feels modern today, but it was early... Yeah. I'm sure it was early 2000s. We can listen to this now, and it feels like, okay, was this released yesterday? An interesting fact... The drummer, for some reason, from my virtual, added me on Facebook. I have no idea why. Ravi, thank you for being my friend. I think he must have been quite attracted to you, physically. I mean, if he likes obese ginger boys... Well... With um, questionable tattoos, all based around music... (laughs) Then, yeah, sure, I can see why he's into them. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, we're going to listen to My Vitriol's Always Your Way, an absolute classic from the day and age Um, and I would imagine you've heard it before but we're going to listen to it again Say, I know, I know we use that exp- that um, that saying quite a lot, wow, but fuck me, I love that song. It's an absolute doozy. And it really is, and I wish I could have that in 7 inch, but I ain't paying I'll over 10 you. quid for it. I'll sell you. How much? 40 quid. <laughs> I mean, if you said 8, I would have bought it. But I mean, well, well I'll tell you what, I'll swap you it for a Prince final that you won, Zillons. Mm, I don't think about that, no. <laughs> So it's came to the point in the show where we're actually going to... I'm going to bring a vinyl that I think links us together. 
And we're also going to bring some secret ingredients to bum, the... Um, bum, 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 bum. It's quite exciting. I think um, I think both these secret ingredients are linked. I already know what your secret ingredient is because you've told me before the show. Um, so let's talk about these first and then we'll talk about the tune that, that brought us together. This bromance. Romantic. <laughs> so my... Um, my offering to this shot is a it's not a liqueur it's not a spirit it is a tonic wine and it is of course Buckfast brewed by monks drunk by punks fighting water wreck the hoose juice wreck the hoose juice eh? whatever you want to call it we have Buckfast tonic wine not proven to give you any medicinal benefits so my offering to the table is this little gift size bottle that I bought on Paisley Road West and that may be fake, um, but I brought some Buckfast to the table. Okay. Wow. Wow. So we have Buckfast. I was going to use it in another cocktail and we definitely will use it in future episodes because if you talk about umami, wow, then Buckfast is your Buckfast umami is yes. source. Yes. And Craig, what are you going to bring to the table? Well... I was like, uh, I'll be honest with you. What did I need to get rid of? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, s- scraping the backs of the cupboards of the drink cabinet. And I came out with this, uh, this bottle, which is uh, a bottle of uh, Pessoa. And then Pessoa is a, it basically a passion fruit liqueur. I mean, I am passionate about passion fruit. And Craig loves fucking passion fruit. I think this is predominantly used in uh, what do you call them? Porn San Martinis. What porn San Martinis? Do they yes. have passion fruit in there? Yes. I always, the only thing I know about porn San Martinis is a shot of prosecco. Well, that's who the fuck shots shoots prosecco? Nikon. Nikon. <laughs> anyway, so I've got Basola. We're going to use it with Buckfast somehow. I don't know. I'm pretty scared about what I mean, I think it'll like. just be equal measures and we'll see how it tastes like. Really? Absolutely. There ain't no getting away with this. No, I'm thinking we might add something in there in the middle. No, not at all. We're just doing half and half. Oh, my God. I'm worried. Um, and then before we drink this, because I feel like we're going to finish off the show with this song. We won't come back after this song. <laughs> like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um, Todd Rundgren Can We Still Be Friends an absolute belter shouldn't we always throw that out when we're singing and yeah we're going to leave you with um, Todd Rundgren but before that we're going to take this shot so half and half thank you for listening this has been Rum and Records and good night good night thank you oh fuck we can play this Can we still be friends?